Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the risk-tickling world of virology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts. Enjoy dad jokes and bad puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and rest assured you'll have a good time. And we are back on another great episode of the Big Black Clock. This week's episode, we have the local watch brand Heron. Heron is the pronunciation. It's a bird, not a plane. So they're here to talk to us. They'll be on in a few minutes here to talk about the, a brand new release that they had. Very impressive specs. So stick around for that. Before we jump right into that, let's... What are you wearing this week, Dimitri? So... Because we have the guys from Iran, I'm wearing the watch that I bought from them last year when we interviewed them for the first time. Their initial release, the Iran Gladiator, which was so am um, I. kind of inspired. <laughs> oh, oh, look how that worked out. <laughs> it's almost as if we it's prepared. It's almost as if we prepared. <laughs> so the initial release, the Iran Gladiator, is kind of, it's not really a dive watch. It's more of a like a, a, an everyday type of watch. It's uh, it, it definitely is shaped like a diver, but it's a dressy diver. And uh, it's a very cool watch. Very nicely done. Very very versatile. You can you know dress it up, dress it down easily. Comes on a nice uh, strap that I have of a slate color. I think you have the, the same. bracelet version as well. Same, same. Or oh, twinsies. You a, but you have a bracelet as well, right? Yeah. It came with a bracelet. Yeah, okay. Because I think that with the Kickstarter campaign, they gave you both sort of thing if you had signed up by a certain date, and that's what we did. No, I think, sorry, we actually took the... Buy two and you get this price. We did it all together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool watch. I think it's a 42 millimeter, very wearable, like a great for summer. I mean, great for just every day, just like what it is positioned to be. I think it's a 40 millimeter, to be honest. 40? Maybe you're right. Yeah. But it's a typical, very Submariner-esque, has a unidirectional bezel with Roman numerals, white uh, dial, which is nice contrast. Um, nice finishing all around with the polish. Good for a first watch, I would say, from that brand. Yeah. Because this next watch that they're going to re- talk about in a few minutes is definitely a spec monster compared to this one and a step up. I was very impressed. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So I'm, so I'm skipping my wrist check because I'm wearing the same thing you are. Um, but let's talk about some releases. I'll, I'll go first because I thought that they announced it. I think you need to sign up for it. CWC, the Cabot Watch Company, had a teaser on their Instagram for the Cabot 50th, the Cabot Steel. So it is a field watch to represent their 50th anniversary. Like a like the brass version, they have dimensions that look and feel exactly like a World War II Dirty Dozen watch. So on another episode that either you will have heard of or have heard, <laughs> have heard or will hear. We, we don't understand, we don't the understand how time, time works. So. It's just a construct, yeah. guys. Yeah, created um, by companies to sell you clocks. Exactly. I talked about the Serica release of the 4512, which is a very uh, dirty dozen WWW uh, watch. CWC came out with a, a, a reissue of the Cabot Steel based on the w- World War II dirty dozen watches issued in 1945 to the British forces. This has a hand-wound Salida SW216, which means you have a very large sub-second hand, the, the sub-second dial register really is large. As you can tell, it goes from the six all the way up to the center of those hands. So it's a very big um, sub-second hand uh, register. Domed acrylic glass, great for that uh, very vintage look. Steel case machined in England. That's very cool. 
fixed spring bars as typical CWC does. As per the original specifications, three ATM, which they actually say, listen to this, protects against accidental contact with water, but is not recommended for submersion. So don't dive with that shit. This is military through and through. Love the handset. Um, I love the, 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 the photos of these are great. The problem with this watch, it's limited to 50 pieces. I can't see the dimensions here either on their website. I signed up. I want to get the email when it's for sale. I might pick one up. I mean, put this on a nice little gray NATO. Oof, nice little field watch. Anyway, that is my release uh, for this week. How about you? What do you think of this watch, Dimitri? Did you know about it? Uh, no, I did not, but it, I'm intrigued. I might also go and sign up. I'm intrigued. That is the, the as much emotion as that I can as I can express. <laughs> it's like the thing at Instagram where the guy say how to date a girl. He goes, he goes, um, be confident. He goes, I will do this. He goes, he goes, listen, <laughs> speak. He <laughs> 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 just barks at the girl. Anyways, um, Cabot Steel, I'll just send you the link. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very nice, very very interesting looking, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna wait for the announcement. Alrighty, so I have a, I have a, a a quick news release as well, and you know since we're talking about uh, Aeron, which are also doing the Kickstarter campaign, there is this other brand, and there's a lot of different campaigns, and there's this other brand that kind of caught my attention a little bit. They called Montuar Watches. They have just launched their campaign on October 9th. And their watch, that's the first watch, and it's it's simply called the Dive Watch. The company is based, as, as per Kickstarter, they're based out of Chicago. Initially, you would look at it, you could maybe think that, you know, oh yeah, okay, this is yet another diver uh, that somebody is making that looks like a skin diver that's of that era. So it's a 40 millimeter case, 11 millimeters, 11.5 height, brushed stainless steel, 120 unidirectional click uh, rotating bezel, double dome sapphire, solid case back that I think has like a cool uh, texture of a um, diving helmet in the back. Uh, oversized crown without crown guards, again, because it's supposed to be a skin diver type. 200 meters of water resistance. Why I think it's cool is because this watch is a Celera SW200. So it's a Swiss uh, mechanical automatic movement. But the prices, especially if you get it now as a, a early bird, 375 US dollars. Mm. Like comparing to my mine that I bought last year at the Hudson, even then it was still like 500 euros. This is noticeably cheaper and by specs it looks like it's as good. The only difference I think, maybe the, the, the difference that it doesn't come on the bracelet, it comes on a like a Tropic style strap. Yeah. That obviously makes the watch a little bit cheaper because mine's Hudson bracelet is fully milled, excellent quality, very nice. But... As a value proposition, this is cool. And by the way, I haven't forgot to mention they are. Uh, it, it comes out initially with uh, five different uh, color variants. So you have the the black, blue, and white, but then also you have the orange and cyan, which could make it uh, interesting. Price on this is very, very good. Yeah, for Salidas W two hundred. And then when we were speaking the other episode about the Christopher Ward, that's three thousand. That's a Salida that's W two hundred. Makes you go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait a minute here. Hmm. Wait a minute. So, yeah. What's up with that? Uh, the uh, the one thing I also, I mean, if, we're not the only ones that, that think that the price is pretty good on this is because their initial goal on Kickstarter was only $10,000. They are at $62,000 right now. Oh, yeah. Six times over. Look at it now. They still have and it's a nice the looking super watch, early like, bird at three seventy five available. There's still four left. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a great skin diver. Yep. That blue one, oof, looks great yep. with the orange second yep. hands. Yeah, it looks very nice. No, I like everything about the. Oh, I like the watch. I think it's a it's a good um, it's a really good job. And um, yeah, the price is hard to argue with that. Prices, there's yeah. still 25 days they're to go. They're not making much money on this one, that's for sure. They're already, <laughs> if any, they're already 86,000 that they needed. They needed 13,600. And there's 25 days to go. Goddamn. All right. So that was it for our releases. Guys, sit back, enjoy our discussion with Haram. We have some special guests with us today. It's the local Montreal watch brand Heron watches. Welcome, uh, Adam, Nathan, and Simon. It's uh, nice to talk to you guys again. How's everybody doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us again. These guys have managed to release a pretty awesome watch last year. It's the uh, the Heron Gladiator. And now uh, we're going to talk about some really cool and exciting new release that they are going to be releasing in a very short near future. So this is my first time meeting the the guys from Heron, and we're recording this now, end of September, and they're here to shamelessly plug <laughs> a new campaign coming out for their second watch. I'm very excited. I saw pictures of this. I'm really excited by the specs. I have a lot of questions around that, but um, your guys are here to talk about that watch, but not everyone had the chance to to listen to that first episode. So maybe if you guys want to introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about who the Heron, Heron watches are. And uh, let's start with that. I'm Adam Atias. I'm the co-founder of Heron Watches. And I take of everything that's operation side. So everything that's manufacture, marketing, all that side that uh, makes us stay up late because of the time difference. I'm out there. Hey, I'm Nathan. And uh, my main you know, priority when it comes to Heron is everything design. And uh, I also assisted Adam with the, the marketing and stuff, but mainly the, the design of the watch, especially for that new model that's coming out. Yes, I'm Simon. I'm the third co-founder of Aeron Watches. I take care of the finance side, but I also support Adam with the logistics and everything to do with shipment. So when things don't ship out on time, we call you directly, right, Simon? That's it? Or Adam. But or yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs> Way to throw Adam under the bus there, yeah. <laughs> If, if Adam doesn't answer, it's either Nathan or Simon. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we, we all like intervene into each other's like job because we're still a small company and we're all, we're all like very much involved in every uh, decisions. So as much as we have like our titles, we all like do a bit of everything. That's the way it should go. Exactly. That's great. So why don't you guys talk to us a little bit about this, uh, this second installment, the second release from Heron. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely like a classic diver that we went for. Um, I'll let Nathan like go into like the details of like the inspirations because design wise, like he came with like the main cues of it. But uh, we really wanted to put out like a a heavy, solid diver watch that could be like an everyday watch with like specs are very very hard to find at uh, at that price point and even at higher price points. Yeah, so what's cool about a dive watch is, uh, well, now in, in, in the, the watch community, sometimes we hear a bit about, you know, diver fatigue. It's, uh, there's so many divers out there, but there is a reason why it's, uh, it's that way. It's because in terms of design, in terms of usability, in terms of how recognizable it is, 
how much people like it. It's something that's never really going to go out of style. And whether you are a watch enthusiast or not, it's a design that's going to continue speaking to you. And we feel like in terms of brand building, it's important you know, to start with those classic references uh, such as the, the dive watch to really like build a collection. So that's why we decided to go with, uh, with the, the, the dive watch. First, we went with some kind of a travel watch type of thing that was more like an all-rounder. Now we just wanted to continue in that direction of the, you know, sports watch or the stainless steel bracelet. There's just do something that's a little more usage specific, right? So that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. It's also like a more technical watch. So like in terms of like showing like capabilities of like manufacturing and what we're capable of come out with, we really like, this is like our way to show like, will give you like a good diver. Right. Exactly. Because uh, any company can do a dive watch, but um, then they're in, in terms of the specifications, uh, you know, not everybody's coming up, is coming out uh, with a 300 meters water resistance, uh, a box sapphire crystal, which is something that's a little harder to do with sapphire because it's a very tedious manufacturing process. And a lot of manufacturing. Very expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> so either the brands shy away from it or the manufacturers just don't want to experiment. Or they go with he- like hexalite, like don't. Yeah. Which is very cheap, but very prone to scratching. And then you get any polywatch, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's also a look, but uh, in today's uh, perspective of like uh, the watch community, you know, there's something about the, the sapphire crystal and especially if it's a... Uh, a box of our crystal. It had to be a box of our crystal also because the design-wise, uh, really one of the main inspirations for our design are the mid-century, like 1950s dive watches. You know, so you've got the sapphire bezel also, like uh, reminiscent of the Blanc 50 Fadems. Um, there's the, obviously the dial layout, which is similar, uh, reminiscent of the Submariner, the hands, which kind of, kind of look like uh, maybe the, Original Omega Seamaster handset. We're talking about, so you, you discussed some of the, the specs. So what are we looking here in terms of a size? I see it's 39 millimeters in diameter. Yeah, 39, 39 millimeters. It's a classic size, you know, fits a majority of wrists just right. It's the right size for us too. And also, so that's what matters to us at the end of the day, because if we can't wear the watch like uh, how we like it. It also seems like it's where the market is expecting watches to be at right now. We had a, like a trend like a few years back where it was more like 41 to 43. And now we're starting to scale back down to uh, to wristwatches that fits, that like really wraps around your wrist properly. So 39 is really like the sweet spot to get that. Right. And I see it's a 47 millimeter lug to lug, 20 millimeter, is very wearable. 20 millimeter lug width. I don't know what the thickness is. It seems pretty. Thickness is 11 point three without the dome glass yeah. but including the bezel the domed bezel yeah. sapphire and with the domed glass is 12.6 so yeah. pretty 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 thin yeah like that was a hard thing to do we had to like a lot of back and forth the manufacturing to be that thin but when you go 300 meters you really need like a thicker case that's right so that that's another way for us to show like manufacturing skills and like what people put out is that depth with like such thinness case was like a big step for us. And I imagine that Miyota 9039 keeps it a little bit on the thinner side, right? Exactly. That was, that was for sure. And you know, you're talking about the, the vintage flair. I see that you're going to have a bracelet 
uh, with screw links, if I'm not mistaken, that goes Correct. from 20 to 16. So it has that nice yes, uh, vintage tapered. style taper. Yeah, tapered. yeah, that's very nice. The one thing that jumped out at me, though, that you don't normally see in dive watches, you normally see it in field watches. You guys have 1,200 Vickers added as a coating to the bracelet, uh, to the to the to watch. The whole watch. To the that's whole incredible. watch, besides, besides the case back. Because well, the case back isn't well, really prone to getting scratched. Exactly. But uh, but the whole watch is is quoted and honestly, like when we got it, it was it's fun. But then it's like it's almost frustrating that you can't scratch it. It's it's <laughs> yeah. really inc- it's like it's really incredible this 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 technology. For our listeners, when you look at different uh, hardened submarine steel from the likes of Zinn or Damasco. Typical stainless steel runs at a hardness vicar is around two to three hundred HV, right? And now you guys have been able to yes. quadruple that level of hardness, thus rendering it very difficult, almost impossible to scratch. So your watch will definitely look like new over a long period of time. That's that's very impressive on a dive watch. Normally you see it on those expedition or field watches, right? Yes. Well, we actually we had the watch sent for a dive like two weeks ago. And before the dive, the diver told us, like, are you sure you want me to wear the watch? Because during a dive, watches get like scratched up completely. And we told them like, this is exactly the point of, of the watch. Like we did that watch scratch proof because we know that diving watches, not only for its true purposes as, as diving, but also as everyday watches that people wear, is very prone to getting scratched and getting damaged. And getting beat up, yeah. Yeah, getting beat up. So we told them, go for it. And uh, I just got the watch back yesterday. I opened it today. And there's not a single scratch on it. Of course. You got the sapphire crystal as well on the bezel, so that won't scratch. Everything else is hardened. And the sapphire crystal for the likeliness of the watch, that's that's amazing. Yeah, the concept, you know, like kind of like the X factor for this one is the, we're calling it the virtually scratch-proof experience. Yeah. You know, because unless you start like rubbing a diamond against it, probably won't scratch. And that's uh, that's fun. This watch looks so versatile. Really like not only just a robust tool watch, but definitely has is quite a looker. Maybe you want to walk us through what do you guys have as as models and well, not the model, but the different say trims, right? The color schemes, what kind of of different offerings do you guys have for this second uh, installment here? And uh, it like uh, it comes on a very nice looking bracelet. That's also it looks to be vintage inspired. But uh, are there going to be any other options? Any other types of straps or maybe velcros or Anything of that sort. Uh, we're going to release it also with the NATO strap, like a high quality NATO strap. You know, when there's a new collection of watches that's launched, usually you're looking at between three and uh, maybe five or six colorways, especially when you look at a smaller micro brand releases, Kickstarter. Uh, anyway, we pushed things with the manufacturer and, uh, you know, got creative with what we could do. And uh, there's actually going to be 21 different configurations of this Ooh. watch mm-hmm. right, out, right out of gate and in order for us to make it possible to you know like maintain stock in the catalog down the line and stuff um 19 of those colorways are going to be exclusive to the kickstarter not limited in number just limited in time so during the kickstarter campaign you can get whichever one you want and then only three of these colorways are going to go to um Retail. That's really, really cool. And I think we really did a, uh, we didn't even ask, what's the name of the watch? <laughs> oh, it's on the watch if you look at well, the pictures. Well, maybe our listeners yeah, yeah. can't see it, but we could probably say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's called the Heron Marinor. 
Yeah, and uh, so the name is a kind of a reference to uh, the fact that it's Marine Watch, but also the 12 hour marker, which is in the shape of a North Star, which uh, there is symbolism associated behind that, which we're going to get in depth uh, when it comes to, you know, the the promotion and the Kickstarter that we're going to be explaining a little bit further. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it's part of the inspiration. Just kind of like this whole maritime, um, maybe all this folklore and literature associated around the sea, you know, the North Star is a powerful like, symbolism. Yeah, just to add also, because we're talking about like the different colorways and, and all that, um, parts of the 21 models will also have an all-black models. And those models are coded to be 1400 HV fakers. So even harder because it's DLC, so, so diamond-like carbon. Even harder, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're they're DLC. They're yeah, not the, PVD coded. No, they're the black or DLC. DLC, and they're coded on top yeah. of that. So it gives a fourteen hundred uh, Vickers coding, which is like even more scratch proof. So we're looking at that Kickstarter campaign come out. We've talked a little bit about the watch. Can you tell us about what we're looking at in terms of pricing during the campaign, and then what we could expect from you know after the campaign? Uh, right, pricing for the campaign. We're talking at uh, we're gonna start the early birds at four thirty five USD. That's gonna be limited to to a certain amount, and then we're going to four sixty five, and then retail is gonna be six twenty. That is um, incredibly well priced for those specs. <laughs> that was what I jumped out at me the most when you had sent over the the press package, so to speak. It was it's remarkable that you can have such a high um, uh, offering with at such a, a great price point so i think that folks really need to check it out because i have the gladiator i've been wearing it right now great looking watch not only that but it's well built it's a good quality i i don't wear it enough because of a lot of watches but it's not because i don't like it at all but uh it's it's i've had it now for many many months and it's it's aging wonderfully so if it's anything like that uh, i think everyone's in for a treat the gladiator was an amazing watch now this one looks to be a, a winner as well and to be honest like uh, as soon as you sent us the specs we we were kind of shocked to see that uh, you can manage to put all of that into and, and price it so well what's next uh, what else what, you have anything that you want to talk about that uh, you know is in the plans or some other crazy surprise that we should be seeing in the near future we definitely have lots in the plan we're we're definitely going to like double down on the that hardened steel coating, the like unscratchable experience to really give like a, a new line of watches where you can really like use them, beat them up, and they're still going to be in pristine conditions. And even 10 years down the line, if for some, for many reasons, you decide to change your mind and you want to sell it, the market is going to be ready for it because there won't be any. There won't be any talks about oh, it has it been, can it be brushed, can it be polished before, can it be restored? This watch is going to be in great condition ten years from now. So that's very important for us because we want to build like a lifetime watch, and that's one of the key aspects of it. It's a great way to think. Watches should last a lifetime. They shouldn't be disposable. They're things that you want to be able to hold on to, and uh, the better condition they can stay in, the better the experience. That's for sure. So, guys. It's coming out. The Kickstarter campaign is launching. End of October. On the end of October. So sign up on Kickstarter. You can go find Hair on Watches. Sign up for notifications for when the Kickstarter campaign begins. I uh, give them a support. It's all good. It's especially around Canada and Montreal. 
particularly proud to have them. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to share with the listeners? I mean, the the colorways and all that is really going to be like a, a big surprise. Yeah, it's just about waiting for it to be released and, and jumping at it. That sounds great. So we'll make sure to promote that for y'all so people can get a good view of the Heron Watches uh, launch at Kickstarter. Thanks, Adam, Simon, Nathan, for joining us. We really appreciate the time, as always, representing the Montreal Watch community. And we wish you a tremendous amount of success for the Heron Mariner. Thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Cheers and good luck. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you like our podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Big Black Clock Watch and through email at info at bigblackclock.watch. Happy hunting, and we will see you on the next episode.